have the taste of a 58-year-old man? Well, you know, I didn't say it, but... All right, all right. That... All right. Get, get to your point. Get to your point. <laughs> Black G.I., is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sips and Scripts. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your host, Kyla. And we are actually having a special episode. We're going to be talking about the new Spike Lee joint, which is The Five Bloods, which actually... Uh, premiered last week on Netflix. So definitely wanted to, um, you know, take this time and speak with Kyla and you guys about this movie. Spike Lee is very important to the Black culture and just Black cinema and cinema in general. Um, So when he releases a movie, you know, definitely want to give it the respect it deserves and kind of talk about it. Kyla, apart from, or yeah, let me ask you, um, how did you actually find out that this movie had been released? Well, so I, it, I'm an active Netflix watcher on a regular basis. So it did pop up on uh, my recommended feed. Um, I had put it in my list to watch it. Um, and, but I think you were the main catalyst. We were like, we need to watch this movie so we can review it. So that kind of like pushed me like to watch it a little bit faster than I normally would have probably Mm -hmm. just because even though, yes, it is a spike lead. I think because of, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm very particular about my war movies that I watch. Um, And I was kind of unsure about it just because I felt like this for a spike Lee movie, it was very different for him. So I wasn't sure. I don't know. I was is what I think I was kind of maybe saving it for like a weekend instead of like just watching it as a regular weekday like watch. Mm-hmm. So but as soon as you said you wanted to watch it and you wanted to review it, I was like, okay, this will push this will push me to watch it a little bit faster than I probably normally would have. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um okay. where do you personally play Spike Lee? On like my uh, on a scale of what? Well, let's do it this way. On a scale of he released something. I have to go watch it. I will watch it. Don't really care. I used to care. Okay. Um, I, okay. So if he released, as far as like him releasing something to like now, I think it's one, I will watch it. It's just, when will I watch it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's certain. So like when black and for me, like when black Klansmen came out, I immediately wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I believe, I went to see that in theaters, actually, when it came out. Yeah, same here, same here. I was, like, really excited to see that movie. Um, not only just because it was a Spike Lee movie, but Denzel Washington's son was starring in it. I wanted to see his acting chops. I wanted to, you know, see how... Spike Lee did this movie. It was just like something so different, um, but so needed. And I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Uh, but it was one that when it came out and I saw the previews for it, like I really wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think for me with the Five Bloods, I think what I missed was the. And unfortunately, we can't go to, we can't actually go to the movies, but we're not getting, we didn't get a whole lot of prior press, like. Yeah, this one, yeah, this one, this one kind of snuck under, through the, under the radar. I really didn't know. Actually, I think I saw something maybe like two or three weeks out from its release that said, you know, Spike Lee, The Five Bloods. But yeah. that was kind of all I knew. I didn't know anything right. else about it. right. So yeah, like I kind of wish that we had gotten a little bit more of buildup to this movie because I think it would have gotten me a, maybe a little bit more excited to see it mm, and may uh-huh. 
You know what I mean? I feel like that was what was kind of lacking with the rollout of this movie. And I kind of wish we would have had it because yeah, when it came out, I think there was maybe like one little trailer or one something that kind of, I don't know. I can't remember if I had skipped over it or it was just kind of like, it just kind of flashed and it wasn't like a big thing. I didn't go through and watch like, but it was just like, but it was just one little hint of a Spike Lee movie coming out. And I kind of wish there would have been a little bit more to it. Um, yeah. with, like, there was with Black Klansmen, like with Black Klansmen, like it was just like this big, like, yeah, well, that was, the, that was the Oscar push movie. That was the yeah. one where I think, I mean, the whole thing is political, but I think that was the one where he said, I, I'm going to get the Oscar for this. So I yeah. think they, they put a lot of money behind that, uh, because yeah, the, the promotion for that was unreal. But then we also have to look at we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, I mean, what, right. what, you know, what promotion can you do? I mean, you know, just put it up, put, make a couple of posts and everyone's at home. So I think everyone's going to watch it. But I feel like that kind of leads us back to the five bloods. Spike Lee had something coming out on Netflix called yeah. the five bloods. And I was just mm -hmm. like, why did he name it the five bloods? And I was right. like, whatever, that's Spike Lee. See, yep. so I so to go back to that question for me, I am a if Spike Lee is releasing it, I'm gonna go watch it. So yeah, Black Klansman, I was in the theater, uh, I watched that. For him to release a movie on Netflix, I mean, everyone's dipping their toe in into the streaming game. You know, I, I think the doors just open and people are just there's just too much money to walk away from, and it and it gives you an opportunity to tell the story you want to tell. Right. So let's kind of go back. What are your top three Spike Lee movies? So I have Crooklyn. It's my number one uh, for nostalgic reasons. Um, and <clears throat> I just grew up on it and I can watch it over and over again. Um, and then Black Klansman as my number two. Wow. Yeah, I really, yeah. really enjoyed that movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I got He Got Game as my number three okay and I, yeah so those are my top three i don't know if you want me to go into as to why but um those are those would be probably my top three okay. out of ones that i was looking through so let's no let we're gonna have a more in-depth spike lee conversation I'll, I'll say this my my he he got game <laughs> actually kind of debatable like it's kind of like i'm teetering between that one and um and Malcolm. Mm, okay. Okay. I I kind of want to replace, but at the same time, I felt and obvious. I mean, those are two Denzel, you know, movies. So Denzel did great in both of them, and they're two totally completely different movies. So it's like for me, I'm kind of like, okay, well, how do I, how do I rate this one versus this one? Yeah. Like, kind of. Uh, what? Yeah. What Denzel do you want that day? Right. Yeah. Denzel, by the way, friend of the pod. He doesn't know it, but right. <laughs> we, we don't have an episode without talking about Denzel. So I appreciate that. Right. Staying true to form. Um, which is funny, but no, we're gonna let I will say this. We're let's have a separate conversation, like a separate episode about Spike Lee and our okay. because we can do a more exhaustive list and really dive into it. Because the fact that you have Black Klansman 2 is interesting. So my list is probably just going to completely throw you uh, because why yeah. we never agree on anything. Well, you uh, know. So if Are I'm you? going three, two, one, at number three, I actually have Inside Man. Okay. With uh, Clive Owen and friend of the pod, Denzel Washington. Gotcha. You remember that movie? I remember it. I don't. The Bank Heist. I love Clive Owen. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. That now a lot of people don't know that's a Spike Lee movie. A that lot is of people a don't know Lee. that. That is a Spike Lee movie, and he was the shit out of that movie. Like, yeah. it's interesting. I that that was a Spike Lee movie. And yes. So here's the thing. I don't think Spike actually gets enough credit for the director that he is. 
I think people like his movies, but really what they like is his storytelling ability. Yeah. He can tell a beautiful story. But the two movies that are of my top three are strictly things that he did not write, that he directed. Gotcha. He Inside Man is, to me, almost a near-perfect, like, whodunit thriller type. I remember seeing that in theaters when I was in high school and just being like, this movie is so good. Well, and, and when I'm actually, when you were actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the only reason why I didn't, I don't readily think of that movie as a Spike Lee movie is because now that I'm thinking about the movie in comparison to these other movies, he completely changed his style mm. for the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like because I said, the ones that he doesn't write. Yeah. He really gets, he just gets to flex different muscles and he's a, he's right. a fantastic director. Right. And I think that's why, cause I'm just so used to like, even when watching the five bloods, I was like, yeah, this is a Spike Lee movie. Like there were bit, there were moments throughout oh, yeah. the movie. Where I was like, okay, this is classic Spike yeah, Lee. Definitely. Um, but with that particular movie, thinking about thinking back on it, I'm like, I don't, I didn't get classic. Like that wasn't nope. the only thing you had was that one that 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 the only thing that Spike Lee does in every movie is the single shot and it's zooming and the camera is following the person like they're not walking they're just kind of going right. through the, that was the that's the only shot where you're like oh Spike Lee but outside yeah. of that that that's just a just a good movie number two is actually the twenty fifth hour starring Edward Norton have you ever seen it. See, I haven't seen that. At least I don't think that I have. Yeah, I yeah, no, that's that's on my list. That is definitely on my list for you to watch. Um, Edward Norton is probably top two of my favorite actors of all time. Um, and that movie, again, Spike Lee didn't write it. Unreal, how good that movie is. The things he does, the emotions that he pulls out of you, is unlike anything else, honestly. And like I said, I don't think people refer to him as a masterful director. I think they think of him as a masterful storyteller um, and even as a masterful writer, maybe, but not as a pure director. Like what you're seeing on screen, right. I'm the only person who could do this. And those two movies are very much, I'm the only person who could do this. And so finally, number one, do the right thing. I'm comfortable with saying top 20 of my movies of all time. That's a comfortable space. I don't want to dive too deep of top 10 and all that. Then, then that gets a little crazy. But I would definitely say top 20. Top, you can play Do the Right Thing right now, and it still permeates with everything that's going on in our country. So yeah. with that in mind, let's look at The Five Bloods. So I'm going to go through just a quick synopsis of the story. And, and, um, and if I miss something, let me know. But you know, basically how I have with the story is we are following Otis, Paul, Eddie, and Melvin, who are the Bloods, um, as they travel back to Vietnam. They were all a part of the Vietnam War, um, and they were sent on a special mission to retrieve gold that had been found, um, well, from a wrecked plane that was on its way to aid in a, like a military side force um, to help them fight the VC. Um, while on their mission, it was originally five of them, Stormin Norman, who again, like I said, played by Chadwick Boseman, is tragically killed. The, the, the remaining Bloods decide to bury his body there in Vietnam, but they vow to come back. And not only do they want to come back for his body, um, they also use that mission uh, to cover up the fact that they want to come back and, find, and dig up the gold uh, and bring it back to America. Did I miss anything? No, that's pretty much, that's a good summary. Without okay. giving so, away. Yeah, that's so, a so that's the story. So let's just kind of start there. Is this a story that you want from Spike Lee? I'll be honest. I don't oh yeah, know. let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'll be honest, like when I initially first watched this movie, and I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna ever, you know, say that Spike Lee's movies are bad because they're not bad movies. I think that some movies are like for certain people, 
And it's not that they were bad. It's just, maybe it just wasn't, it doesn't matter whether I liked it or not. Like it wasn't maybe for me to like it. I think it was just needed. Like okay. I think it needed in our culture in general. I, I watched this movie and I was like left at the end kind of thinking like, okay, how do I feel about this? Like, it's definitely not something I would normally watch. Um, although I am, I do like, you know, movies like Saving Private Ryan and all those other kinds of military movies. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, with this kind of, but those, I feel like those are completely different storylines. I mean, yes, they are, you know, military movies, but they're a completely different kind of story theme. Um, this is a little bit more political. So this has a more political or, you know, uh, undertone, like current through it. Mm -hmm. um, so viewing it through that lens, you know, it was kind of like, I felt like almost like, well, yeah, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that. And so like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, well, yeah, like I agree. Like I'm, I'm agreeing with, you know, and I, I appreciated that he showed um, all points of view within this movie. I was talking about it with my dad over father's day because I asked, you know, I was over there, like we pretty much binge watched movies and, uh -huh. uh, He'll, he'll show me a TV series that he just started watching. He might show me the first episode or whatever, but that's what we did for Father's Day. It was pretty much just laid around in the bed the whole day. Um, so I was like, well, let me pick you, let me ask you about, I was like, did you see the five bloods? Which I already knew the answer was yes, but he said he, yes. And of course he absolutely loved it. Mind you, my dad's like 58. So. Hold on. What are you trying to say about me? What are you? Are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? I have the, I have the taste of a 58 year old man. Well, you know, I didn't say it, but. All right. All right. That, all right. Get to your point. Get to your point. <laughs> so, you know, my dad's 58. My dad loves Spike Lee movies. Mm. Um, and, or just loves Spike Lee, I guess, as a director. Um, and I feel like the characters in this film um of course probably made him very nostalgic um watching this movie huh. um not that my dad was ever in the you know he wasn't you know old enough to be in the vietnam <laughs> vietnam war but um i guess just nostalgic just because a lot of the um a lot of the visuals in this movie were very classic spike lee huh. um, and there were certain certain shots in particular that he was like bringing up. He was like, I loved it. I love the way he shot it. Like, this is Spike Lee. This is what I like. Um, and then he said, you know, he's like, I loved how he showed all points of view within this movie. He showed the point of view of the black GI. He showed the point of view of the Viet, you know, the VC and how they're not all one, you know, monolithic, you know, like we all don't think the same. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. And he showed that obviously with Paul's character um, and without giving away too much, but just, I'll just say Paul's character in general was definitely at least the main character that was just like against the grain. <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate the movie for what it was, but I don't think this movie was meant for someone like me to like, fall in love with like I feel like this okay. movie was meant for for people to view to get a different to 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 get a different perspective other than because I feel like as black people we would watch this and be like yeah we agree but I feel like someone that's not black would watch this movie and get a totally different perspective on things mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of how, it's not that I, I don't want to say, and I don't know, it's like, what, okay, so what am I saying? Like, I, did I enjoy the movie? 
No. But did I not like it? No, I, I liked the movie. But I wouldn't say um, it's going to be like my go-to. Gotcha. So have you have you watched it multiple times or just the once? Um, I've watched it. I just kind of finished like going halfway through it. So I've kind of watched like I've watched it once in like half. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I found like watching it through it the second time I was kind of like I was watching it and then I would get like yeah I know what's gonna happen I know like I just kind of found myself like I don't want to say that I didn't like it that's the thing it's like I don't want to say that I didn't like it but it's like I don't want to lie and say that I was like that I I didn't I didn't enjoy this as much as I enjoyed Black Klansmen I'll say that that's interesting. I never, um, I never thought about who this movie is for, which is, which is usually something that I ask. But like I said, when it comes to Spike Lee, I'm just kind of all in. So I don't really think about who he's asking because, you know, a lot of the things that he, that he does well in this movie, um, he just knocks it out of the park. I will start with some criticism just to show <laughs> that I'm not completely unfair or unreasonable. Um, this movie is too long. Just yeah. to say it. Uh, it's, I think it's like two hours and 35 minutes, and I would say comfortably it's about 35, 40 minutes too long. There are full storylines that don't need to be involved in this movie. One of which involves, what is it? Was it the French team who were yeah. deactivating the mine or the field mines? Yeah. We don't need them. Just at all. Don't need them. I know, or I believe Spike Lee has worked with both of those actors, the male actors in the Black Klansmen. So gotcha. I can completely understand why he trusted them and why he wanted them to be in the movie. All that aside, that whole storyline could have been out. So that gives you like 15 minutes there. I'll be honest with you, didn't need the Otis having a baby who he never knew was a bait, who was his daughter. Yeah. It's, um, if you wanted to tell that story, I trust that story in the hands of Spike Lee. I would love to see that story, actually. Um, you know, give me an hour, 40 minutes of that, of just kind of this war-torn family and kind of putting the pieces together in the backdrop of Vietnam you know, with someone who fought in the Vietnam War, I'll, I would actually wouldn't mind seeing that story. Um, I don't think it works for this movie, though. I think it was just thrown in to be thrown in. Yeah. I Take or leave the, what is that, Paul's son, David? David. Take it or leave it. I mean, <laughs> I feel like if you take the French person out, you can take him out, and I don't think it really hurts. Um, especially since there was no real resolution between him and Paul, his father. So it's kind of like, we don't really need him here. So like I said, uh, there's, there's some, th this is not a perfect movie. This is not a perfect no. Spike Lee movie. It, no, but this is to me a needed movie. And I feel like that's the beauty of Spike Lee is all of his movies. You can sit back and say, this was needed. Um, yeah, And I feel like one of the things that made this so powerful is telling the story of the Black GI during the Vietnam War in the 60s. You know, the fact that, you know, these men and by these men, we, we do understand that th this isn't a real, this isn't a true story, but it's based on real Black soldiers during this time they were in a different country fighting a war that they didn't really understand or have any stake in, weren't even able to vote. And the, the a leader of the black community ha was assassinated. Yeah. Like that's nuts. I never really even, I had never before really just sat and, and, and thought about that. Like, yeah. You're in a foreign country fighting for a place that has never treated you equally. Like, time after time, war after war, our black soldiers would come home and be treated like scum. Right. 
But then when a war came up, we would be the first ones to volunteer. We would be the first ones to go and try to fight, to try to show our allegiance to a country that did not care for us. Right. And while all of that is happening, you have a man who is trying to say, we just want to be treated equally, not better. We certainly are tired of being treated like we're worse. We just want to be treated equally. And that man is killed. I never thought twice about what it would be like to be a black man in Vietnam during that time. And the weight that would be placed on you and how, you know, I think they even said at one point, they just wanted to go and kill some white soldiers. They're just like, we just gotta, we gotta go and do something. Like we have to retaliate. And it's, and it's crazy to think that that whole, the, just the black soldier is just completely left out of history almost. So for the fact that Spike, during this time where you have Kaepernick kneeling and you have people saying, you know, we had, my grandfather fought for this country and my grandfather fought for this country. I'm sure you have people yeah. in your family who fought for this country. So Spike Lee is basically saying, like, we fought for this country. So you can't say anything right. about us not respecting our country and not, you know, paying the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Because we did. And we still got screwed Hell, over. You know, free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know because we were free for years. Like, what are you saying? Like, out of, like, by not even our own accord, that was forced upon us. Like, yeah, like I, I feel like this movie, like I said prior, it's not that I was looking at it. I guess I was just looking at a lens for like, of who is this for? Because I was just like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, I see what he's saying. I, I agree with you in like a lot of Spike Lee's movies, like even though they might not be the greatest movies, like I feel like they're still needed. Like there's, it's always a movie that's needed because I feel like he tells our stories in ways that I feel like people need to understand. Like yeah, he has sure. a way of telling our, talking about our traumas and ways that this is why there's generational trauma Mm, with uh-huh. black community because of stories like this yeah you know what i yeah. mean definitely well i mean i think i love when i can when i say a point and then i like just think about it and two seconds later i'm like well never mind because now i'm thinking back what you said actually led me to thinking about you know paul and his son david mm-hmm Paul was a bad father because of the trauma that he experienced in Vietnam. Right. So Spike Lee being the genius that he is, you have to extrapolate that and realize that that story is the same for many black soldiers who came home after the war. Absolutely. So how can you expect me to be a good father when one, I have PTSD, like let's just call it what it is. I am, jacked up from what I saw, what I did, and everything. Then you expect me to come back to a country that I almost died for, that I saw people, my friends, die for, and I can't yeah. vote. And now you expect me to be some loving, caring father? Like, no. Right. Like, no. And like, it's like, it makes- no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And you can say what you want, but if you can't understand where the psyche is of someone to just simply say like, I'm not doing it. Like I keep being told to do stuff and I do it and I still get screwed over. So I'm, I'm not doing it. And now that I'm thinking about it, like I feel like we as a culture needed to see that point of view too, just because I feel like um, we're really hard on, on black men and fatherhood. And this is not in any way of an excuse but I guess for me, it's just like, I'm viewing it in a way of like generational trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you send, and this was a, a quote in the movie um, by the Vietnam uh, radio um, 
I don't even oh, know man, what to call her. Feel that. Oh my God. She Yeah. Um but she said, yeah. you know, coming from a country where blacks are only eleven percent of the population and you send thirty-two percent of black people over, or black men over to fight the war. Yep. And then those black men come back and they're messed up. And now mind you, mental health isn't talked about at all. <laughs> you were just considered crazy. Oh yeah, so, for sure. So we have all these men coming back from war with trauma and not just that trauma, but trauma of generation slavery piled on top of that trauma from segregation and all the, you know, all the, all that trauma compiled into one person into multiple people, multiple black men are now coming home and they're unable, they're unable to be fathers. Mm. Yeah. And it's, through no, you know, fault of their own. I'm not saying it's an excuse for them not to be a father because you could take, you know, anybody can take it upon themselves to find avenues to, you know, but it's like I said, back then, mental health wasn't thought, you just thought they were crazy. Everybody just thought, oh, yeah, he's just oh crazy. yeah, no, there was no such thing as mental health. There was, was no such thing. It was literally so get why, over it. So why would somebody go and seek the help of a therapist? So it's like, how can we, and then now those men can't be fathers. So now it creates another generation of kids growing up and now they didn't have their fathers. So the likelihood that they're going to have kids and not be fathers is heightened. So that then creates more trauma within the black community of absentee fathers. So I feel like having seeing viewing it through that lens which i'm always the kind of person that even though like i can look at somebody who killed somebody and i guess this is just i i I enjoy watching serial killer documentaries and like the why Mm, mm -hmm. things just because it's i don't want to say empathize but that is what i'm doing i'm not i'm not necessarily empathizing but i'm just trying to educate myself as to why somebody yeah. would do something no i yeah i get that there's there was a judge. reason why most times now sometimes the people are just crazy but yeah you know when you think about those couples who snapped and all those type of stories there was there was something now there where it some- gets cra- where, where crazy is because something that would set someone off the edge for someone else may be like i, I mean that's not that big of a deal but, right yeah i think it's silly to assume that he wasn't taking care of his son because he just was a bad father. Right. It's like, well, no, you're, you're missing a lot. Like there's right. a lot that goes into quote unquote being a bad father. Now, sometimes right. they are just, you know, low down people yeah. who don't want to take Absolutely. care of the kid. That's it. That's, that's, that's a separate conversation. That's a separate conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Lee is clearly showing you he is a, unattentive unloving father because of the atrocities that he faced and because of the lack of love and support that he felt when he came back and so yeah i think you you do have to look at that and say that yeah there was probably a generation lost of men who did not know how to be fathers because they were asked to be adults between 18 and you know 25 and then they came back to kids and they had to go get a job. And it was like, fam, I've, I've slit a VC's throat. Like you want me to. Right. I just watched my friend get blown up. Like I, like I. I couldn't step anywhere. Like, yeah. And now, now I'm just supposed to pay rent and drive a car to in the city to work a job in a factory and then come home and take care of three kids. Like that's. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to do now. I'm just supposed to switch it off. And and again, I still can't even vote. Like Right. Like that's the that's the stuff. Like I'm still I not still even don't considered have civil a citizen. Right? I still don't have civil rights even though I fought for the country that doesn't give me civil rights. Like yeah. So, why don't we why don't we kind of do this? 
Um, okay. Because we don't want to talk too long because we do want people to watch the movie. Um, right. But do you have any favorite scenes, favorite moments, maybe even characters that people should look out for if they haven't seen the movie yet? I would say, oh, that's a good question. I don't know that there's too many characters to look out for just because they're all so, they all play such a, not all of them, but majority of them play such a, a pivotal role in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I would say my favorite, I don't, I don't want to call them my favorite scenes, but I guess the scenes that, the scene that hit me, like the scenes that were the most intense and how they, how they, how he portrayed the movie um, or the scene in this, and the scenes in this movie with the intensity, I could feel it. Like when the scene, when Eddie's character is talking about, they've, They've found the gold and they're, they're making their way back. Okay. Um, yep. And they're, t- they take a quick stop and Eddie is talking to them about the money. Mm. Okay. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. That scene for me, which I'm not going to say I didn't see it coming. I, I knew something along the lines yeah, of that. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're, we're conditioned as moviegoers. We, we, knew, we know something is, is about to happen, yeah. for sure. I knew something was about to happen. I guess I just, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for how, for lack of a better word, graphic. Mm, yeah. Because as far as like Spike, that's what I was telling my dad. I was like, you know, as far as Spike Lee's movies go, like this is probably his most graphic, which I know his other movies probably didn't require him to be, you know, or didn't. Oh, that's true. No, that's, that's, that's true. This had a lot of brutality in it, for sure. Yeah. Like even in the first uh, video reel. Um, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, that was, that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, go ahead, but yeah, no, that, the first, the first scene is unreal. Yeah, yeah, the first video reel right out the gate, I was, like, already, like, oh, all right, I feel like that was kind of, like, he was warming me up. Oh, no, it was, it was definitely a tone setter, he definitely wanted you to Yeah, he set the tone of, like, oh, this is, this isn't going to be, like, I'm, I'm taking my, my directing up a notch or mm. we're gonna t- or we're taking it there yeah kind of for movie. sure for sure um, oh the scene with the scene with chadwick chadwick's norm and paul mm. uh where paul is kind of i don't want to give it away but no, you, you're, you're referring to the one towards the end yes towards okay. kind of gotcha. the, gotcha, gotcha. the end of the movie um that scene with uh if I had to pick a favorite scene, that would probably be my favorite. Okay, gotcha. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so I'll just say favorite characters, because I've seen this now twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stood out to me the first time. And then on the rewatch, I was like, okay, yeah, that just kind of confirms it. Otis. You know what? I, it is. You know what? As soon as you were talking about it, Otis clicked in my head because I was like, if I were going to pick a character that was kind of like a little bit more nonchalant in the beginning, but I felt like played a much bigger role than what I'd expected because Paul's character is such an overwhelming character that he kind of tends to almost. Well, and you know, that's like, and God bless him. People are just now figuring out who Delroy Lindo Lindo is. But it's like if you've just seen movies, you've right. seen him. And if you've seen television, you've seen him. So I'm Definitely. glad that, you know, younger generations are finding him. But it's like yeah. I I wasn't shocked at all by this role. I was like, this is this is the work that he does. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, Otis just there's something so sincere about him in the in, yeah. in this. And it yeah. just it's not a spoiler. It's within the first minutes. He he winds up having a daughter with, you know, that he never knew about. And that scene just kind of rocked me, actually. When yeah. he finds out just the... And even on the second time, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's probably how I would respond. Just kind of like... Mm-hmm. 
wait, are you, you mean that that's me, you, we, and it's like, yeah, like you, and then again, understanding how Spike Lee tells that story, you have to think of all the years that we were there, there are probably numerous biracial right. children who are living in Vietnam, who were considered to be a baby by the enemy, who were treated lower than, like, so it's, again, he's just kind of showing you, like, look, you have to understand it started somewhere. Like, right. all of this stuff that's going on started somewhere, and he just kind of pointed it to Vietnam and said, if we start here, let's look at where we are now, and let's just see how we could be in the spot we are. And, yeah, so Otis definitely just stood out to me. I, I from start I to finish, he just jumped out to me. Um yeah. Now, this will surprise you because I despise action movies. Um, the scene when their chopper goes down and they have that firefight with the VC mm-hmm. is some of the best action sequence I think I've seen in a while. Really? That firefight was, and again, Look at Spike Lee. He has never shot anything like that before. And okay, I get it. Now listen, I, I, it's not your Expendables. It's not your <laughs> Band of Brothers. It's not your insert war movie. For mm-hmm. a Spike Lee joint to have a firefight in a Vietnam sequence, that was damn good. Like, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. You have to look at who did it and like... I know. I know. The backdrop is typically New York City. Right. So for him to do that, I was like, he's got some action. He's flexing. He like he's flexing a little bit. So I mean, I I was very impressed with that. Um, honestly, this movie and this is gonna okay. You stepped out on a ledge. Let me step out on a ledge now. Uh, okay. This movie showed me that Chadwick Boseman can actually act. Really? Don't say anything about Black Panther. Don't <laughs> no, say I'm not, I'm not even going to mention Black because Panther. Because as much as I love Black Panther, it is not because of his acting that I loved it. Well, no. Uh, no. So this was the movie that showed me that he can actually act. He gave a little Denzel swag to a it. Little. In the way he that he kind of delivered his lines and kind of and had a little... He had more rhythm to him. Maybe yeah. that's what... I feel like a lot of his performances miss that rhythm. They're more, he's very straight laced. And this one, he had a little bit more of a, and I think Spike is maybe the only one who could get that out of him, of just like, just play it cool. Like, the only thing I will say about, uh, the only thing I will say about Chadwick Boseman in this movie is that I wish. And this might be cutting what I said about Spike Lee in the beginning and about how he develops a character. I wish he would have developed Norm's character a little bit more. Because I don't, I didn't get attached to Norm, which I don't think it was meant to be that way. But I guess I just didn't feel the, um, like when they found him. Yeah, well, okay, chalk that up to, uh, yeah, so I almost feel like we this should be a two-parter because there's a lot of spoilery things that I want to say about, like, right the way in which it was presented and a lot of the things, and a lot of, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. So a lot of the decisions right. Spike made on this, I'm like, ah, I don't love it. And that was one of the scenes where I was like, I don't, I don't love this. This isn't. I just didn't give it, but it wasn't like, executed. It wasn't executed the right way. Right. I'm but Chadwick Boseman's character, like his portray, like I feel like he did. He played the character well. Yes. Now, I'm going to disagree. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. But I think the decision to not tell more about Storm and Norman was intentional and but i think and you said that but i think you see who he is in the other bloods and i think that's where 
you're supposed to really understand his impact. I don't think it was executed perfectly. Okay, okay, I'll give it. Okay. But I think that's, you're supposed to look at them and who they grew to be. Because and, of Norman. Yes, yeah. and then okay. understand who Norman was. He really helped them and helped mold them in that short time that they were together. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You just want to watch Chadwick Boseman. I, I like Chadwick Boseman. But, you know, I, I guess I just, I would have liked to have had a, not necessarily that I needed backstory of him, but just having just a little bit more screen time of him just for me to get attached to his character, I guess. Yeah, because no, I, I get that. And it's, it's always an interesting trick to let you know that the person didn't make it. Yeah. In the beginning. Because it's called the Five Bloods. We right. see more of them. Right. Clearly, one Clearly. of them isn't there. Obviously, we know. Right. So it's, it's always tricky to do that because then I almost feel like there's an immediate detachment right you almost build a wall of like well can't get close to him because he's not even going to last and if you don't do the footwork of or the legwork rather of forcing us to really believe in him and to really be on his side his death doesn't really affect us that much because we knew he was going to die right so i don't i don't know if there's a way to quote unquote fix that Ex apart from, like you said, more scenes. If you had more of him talking about Martin Luther King, or if you had more scenes of him being like, you know, hey y'all, this isn't the way. Like I don't know. I but I think I think we're 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 getting to the same place of like. But I I I just think yeah, when you have a movie and you're like, there used to be five of us, now there's just four. Well, when I meet the fifth one, I'm not going to, I know they're dead. So now I'm just looking to see how they died. Right. Um, okay. So, so we don't um, get, get too far into spoilers and all that stuff. What lasting words or lasting impressions do you have about this movie? Um, I guess I feel like it was necessary. I feel like it was eerie almost eerie when this dropped because i'm like this couldn't have dropped at a more perfect mm, mm -hmm. timing wise it was almost like okay did is this like <laughs> did spike lee like foresee this all happening and just you know let me just put this like or did he already i don't know because clearly i mean obviously he didn't like just felt like film this within the last like two months and just put it out but it's just like it almost felt that way when he put it out yeah it, you know what i mean um no i get it i completely get it so the timing of it of this movie couldn't have been more perfect um i i do highly recommend everybody sees it um even with how graphic it is i feel like you know this should be played in like high school um mm. uh just because i feel like i feel like it's a good one to play in high school just because i mean yeah it is a little graphic yeah there's some you know cursing but it's not you know hypersexual or you know i feel like it's an honest i feel like it's a very honest depiction of just a moment in history that doesn't get taught um like yeah. in our our culture you know about about our culture that doesn't get taught and so i feel like it's a necessary movie and i feel like it should be played in you know the classroom you know they play gone with the wind and i saw all these other you know things in the classroom but i would have probably have loved to see that movie in a classroom setting um and for us to have dialogue about it and i feel like movies like this were made you know, to have. Yeah, definitely. I feel like definitely like a teach like a movie that you can watch and have a discussion and, you know, you know, have deep dives about it. 
And that's why I feel like it's necessary. Very necessary movie. Spike Lee is timely. If the, if you can say anything about him, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I don't, um, yeah, it, it is kind of creepy to think that this was released at kind of the apex of Black Lives Matter. Right. Defund the police. You know, what does it mean to serve your country and all just civil rights versus it, it, you name it. We're kind of uh, right. at this tipping point. So yeah, for him to release this just kind of shows that honestly, we this this stuff can sadly this movie could have been released five years ago. This movie could have been released right. ten years ago. It could have been released fifteen years ago. I would love to be able to say ten years from now this movie is will be dated and we'll say like, oh man, was it really like that? But you know, only time will tell. I we don't have many more voices like Spike Lee. The Five Bloods, I think it's definitely worth watching. I would recommend it to anyone. Um, and, you know, after watching it, I would also say, do your research. You know, look up just kind of the history of Black soldiers and how they were treated and the injustices that they felt when they made it back home, just so you understand. And so you get a clearer picture, because I think that's one thing that people that I found, if you can say you found encouragement, that people are educating themselves, that people are no longer just trusting the news source. They're actually reading and trying to understand and having conversation. And I think this is a movie that can spark even more conversation around how our black veterans are treated. Well, there's no fun (laughs) with it. So I guess we'll just say, um, this has been another episode of Sips and Scripts. Uh, thank you guys. We appreciate it. So as always, um, have fun, be safe, and drink responsibly. See you guys. Hey. Together and we'll get it.